0: Today is Thursday, September 30th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. Starting off with some good news, Joe Biden booed at the congressional baseball game as Democrats take a bat to Joe's agenda on Capitol Hill. The Democrats also lost that game to Republicans and looks like they're going to lose even more. Joe Biden is striking out on every front. Will he get a single accomplishment done in his first two years as president? It's not looking likely, and it's looking even less likely than ever that Democrats will keep the House or the Senate as people find out what's actually inside of their $3.5 trillion Marxist bill. People are disgusted, and the polls and indicators are looking horrifying for Democrats they should be scared they are scared but there are no liberals more scared than the school board in Loudoun County Virginia a conservative commentator Matt Walsh moved to Loudoun County Virginia to specifically address this school board and it was a flame thrower total war we have the clip For you people who don't know how to win a war, our military leaders, were on Capitol Hill again yesterday for a second day of lashings. We will bring you all the clips, and it is brutal again. It looks like these guys are going to lose another war, the PR war, to try and keep their jobs and keep their credibility. It is collapsing all around them. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. sound of Joe Biden entering Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. as the Republicans and Democrats squared off against each other in the annual congressional baseball game. Booze, that's right, booze from the stadium. Now, obviously, this film is being taken from the Republican section of the stadium. There were many people there who probably cheered uh, on the Democrat side, but frankly, a lot of people aren't cheering for Biden on either side of the aisle because Joe Biden's collapsing. Joe Biden's entire government is collapsing. His administration is collapsing. His agenda is collapsing. Nobody wants to be a part of it. Everyone knows it's a poison pill and it's going to destroy their career. So even the Democrats, while he had a tepid response, it's a funny photo here that Lauren Boebert posted of Joe Biden hugging and being embraced by Democrat players on the side of the aisle that was playing for the Democrat side. Uh, They're all maskless, right? They're not social distancing. These people don't live by their own rules. And the rules that Joe Biden lives by is essentially ice cream. That's right ice cream. Joe Biden wasn't there to try and grease any wheels. Joe Biden was there to hand out ice cream bars. That's what Joe Biden did. He handed out dove bars with a presidential seal on them for people to eat. Well, uh, that's not going to get him very far with his 3.5, 4.5, 5.5, 25.5 trillion dollar bill that is slogging its way through the Congress and getting a bat taken to it. We're going to get to all the details as to what is in the bill and why people are horrified and why people are calling it Obama 2.0. You remember in 2010 when Obama forced through reconciliation Obamacare on the American people, the Democrats lost 60-plus seats in the House. They are looking to do even more this time around, and Democrats are starting to get wise and saying, ah, maybe we should pump the brakes on this thing. I'm reading to you from the Daily Mail today. Biden gets booed at the congressional baseball game as members of his own party threatened to strike out his congressional agenda agenda. President Biden made his surprise appearance at Wednesday night's congressional baseball game. He faces the most critical days of his presidency, with massive spending bills and budget deadlines looming. Progressives are revolting and threatening to tank his $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, to pressure moderates. Moderates, Manchin, and Cinema support the infrastructure bill, but are blocking a broader $3.5 trillion spending plan. Manchin dug in on Wednesday, issuing a fiery statement, slamming the border bill as fiscal insanity. Sorry, the broader bill. Uh, yeah, right, the, like the Democrats, whatever. Write a border bill. No, no. Even though they did write a border bill in 1965 that said that entering our country is illegal and makes you a felon. But those are... Those are Democrats of days gone by. Biden also needs lawmakers to lift the debt ceiling before mid-October to avoid the U.S. defaulting on its debt. Government funding is also set to expire on Thursday with the Senate vote to extend through December 3rd. At the ballgame, Democrats greeted Biden with cheers of We Love Joe while Republicans booed. The Republican team won the charity baseball game for the first time in five years, 13-12. Hey, look at that. Biden also faced criticisms for attending the game while his administration is facing mounting crises. Yeah, so I've been to the congressional baseball game. I've gone a couple times while I was living in Washington, D.C. I lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years, and I enjoyed the game. I thought it was good old-fashioned fun time. You get to see the congressional baseball. It's not great baseball. I mean, honestly, it's not great baseball. It's it's much like what you would expect with members of Congress sort of doddering around and and trying uh, their best to play, but uh, not really doing a great job. I mean, you know, the average age of Congress is like 70, so what would it look like with a bunch of out-of-shape 70-year-olds playing baseball. But there were some really great scenes. There were uh, some home runs by members of Congress, uh, and there were some home runs by the Republicans. Congressman Greg Stube of Florida's 17th District, that's Sarasota, that's close to where I live, hit a ball out of the park, knocked out of the park. Here's what that sounded like.
1: This is a long Greg Stube with the first pitch and the first swing. It's going to be a home run. Stube out of the ballpark into the left field bleachers. Stubby with the very first offering from Pete Aguilar swings and sends it to left field and out. While everybody's milling with the president, they played baseball and Stubby wants to bring the attention back to the field.
2: Absolutely.
1: I believe that is the first out of the park home run in this game in more than 40 years. And we get loose, Democrats first, better get used to
0: Republicans taking here. a bat to the their agenda. People are starting to really sour on the Joe Biden infrastructure package and reconciliation bill. That is just a behemoth, a mega Marxist bill that is slogging its way through the sewers of D.C., but it is facing a perilous uphill battle and people are starting to get pissed when they start to see what is inside of this monster. Let's find out what's inside of it. Biden's vax mandate to be enforced by fining companies $70,000 to $700,000. This from Forbes. President Joe Biden just announced COVID-19 vaccine mandate on companies employing 100 or more people, and he plans to enforce it on Sunday. Speaker polo- On Sunday, okay? So right as this thing is prepared to get its final heave-ho... Over the edge, Nancy Pelosi shoved into this bill a enforcement mechanism. Uh, and their 3.5 trillion dollar reconciliation bill passed out of the Budget Committee as sent to the House floor. Buried on page 168 of the House Democrats' 2,000 plus page mega bill is a tenfold increase in the fines employers will willfully and repeatedly or seriously violate sections of labor law. Let me read that. A tenfold increase in fines for employers that willfully, repeatedly, and seriously violate a section of labor law that deals with hazards, deaths, or serious physical harm to their employees. The increased fines on employers could run as high as $70,000 for serious infractions and $700,000 for willful or repeated violations, almost three quarters of a million dollars for each fine. Now, this rule will certainly face judicial review and will most likely be struck down. The federal government has absolutely no right to force private companies to vaccinate their employees. Go ahead and find me that in the founding documents. This thing is going to go down in flames. There are multiple companies suing. Of note, the Daily Wire is suing. One of their talents, Matt Walsh, was in Loudoun County, Virginia. We have that clip coming up for you in just a moment. But here we continue to read. The Biden administration has already started implementing its vaccine mandate enforcement blueprint. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, that's OSHA, set precedent this summer by pushing an emergency COVID 19 rule into the Federal Register, taking jurisdiction over providing justification for COVID 19 being a workplace hazard for healthcare employment. Early uh, in September, Biden announced his 100 or more COVID employee vaccine mandate as tasked OSHA with drafting an enforcement rule to exert emergency vaccine compliance authority over companies with 100 or more employees. This is how they're planning on doing it. This is how they're planning on getting their mandate. Essentially, if you wish to keep your job, you will get vaccinated. You're going to have to show me in the Constitution... Where that is, our founding fathers spin at an RPM, unheard of, in their graves watching this government go about its soft tyranny. And really, this is just hard tyranny on people. Vax or eat, right? That is the word out of the Biden administration. The legislative provision that passed the Budget Committee raises the OSHA fines for non-compliance ten times higher and up to $700,000 for each willful or repeated violation Speaker Nancy Pelosi has not announced when the House will vote on the reconciliation bill that includes the new OSHA fines. If the legislation is enacted, OSHA could levy draconian fines to enforce Biden's vaccine mandate, meaning they'll go and shut down your business. If you don't comply with vaccines and vaccine mandates, they will shut down your business. This is what we told you was coming We told you the medical tyranny was here, the authoritarian moment, the authoritarian moment was here in America, and here it is. Here it is, don't get vaxxed, you don't get a job, you can't eat. This is already happening to thousands of first responders, nurses, policemen in Massachusetts and in New York, they are walking off the job, many more in the military walking off the job, getting kicked out without benefits. It's the biggest outrage in modern American history. Where are, our, where are our Republicans? Where are our fighters? Truly. The Biden mandate affects employers collectively employing an estimated 80 million workers. So there it is. There it is. The Democrats are playing hardball. President Biden embraced the aggressive stance earlier this month when he challenged Republicans who are threatening lawsuits over what they decry as federal overreach. Have at it. We're playing for real here. This isn't a game, says Joe Biden. Yeah, as he daughters around the baseball field. He has no public events. Joe Biden has no public events, but he found time to go hand out ice cream at the baseball field like a man who lives inside of a nursing home. It's ice cream time. It is 6 p.m. It's ice cream time for everyone in the nursing home. Everybody gets their stick of ice cream. This is how Joe Biden is behaving. It's because Joe Biden is not in charge at all. We know who's in charge. We are aware of who's in charge. You just have to read this bill to find out who's actually in charge of the Democratic Party and who's in charge of Joe Biden's third term. Nancy Pelosi straight up said it. Here, listen.
1: And to open. We intend we have to do those imminently, uh, and, and more imminently even, uh, to address the full Obama agenda of building back better with, and I love to say, building back better.
0: And as Nancy Pelosi confirms that this is the Biden administration, so did commentators at The game last night on C-SPAN, a very interesting flub here from the C-SPAN commentators uh, at the baseball game. Go ahead and check this out. (laughs) There's President Obama with the baseball cap on.
1: Can't really read what the cap says.
0: So you don't need to hear from Pelosi or the C-SPAN baseball commentators to know that this is Barack Obama's third term. This is his administration. Barack Obama said in an interview himself that he his dream for a third administration would be to have someone else out front while he pulled the levers behind the scenes. It looks like those levers are being pulled in this $3.5 trillion bill. Here, I read to you from the New York Post. Democrats' $3.5 trillion social engineering bill, pushed by President Biden and Nancy Pelosi, called the bill back better should be called the Build Back Better political scam. Buried in the 2,000 pages are numerous billion-dollar grants to unnamed community organizations for vague purposes, like promoting community engagement, providing support and advice, and creating equitable civic infrastructure. Translation, your tax dollars will fund payrolls of left-wing advocacy groups, Between elections, in return, they have become the campaign arm, staffing phone banks, harvesting ballots, and escorting people to the polls on election day. The Democrats failed at passing their election takeover bills. They are essentially dead in the Senate. H.R. 1 and H.R. 4 passed the House on party lines, and then they died in the Senate. The Senate parliamentarian said, you cannot pass these bills as part of reconciliation. You'll need a filibuster-proof 60-vote majority, and so dead. So what are they doing? They are using Obama's Community organizing roots, that's right, the guy that we made fun of for community organizing for years. Well, now who has the last laugh here as Obama is pushing billions of dollars into slush funds for community organizing. These people will become de facto campaign workers for the Democratic Party and will work to rig elections against Republicans with federal dollars. That's precisely what they are doing. Federal dollars is also going to the fourth branch of government for Democratic control. The media, that's right, reading to you from The Federalist. Democrats' latest $3.5 trillion spending spree includes $1.3 billion in a media bailout. Unbelievable. The unheralded program in the $3.5 trillion Democrat spending spree would provide well more than $1 billion in bailout funds to media organizations. Just shocking here from Christopher Jacobs at The Federalist. Several weeks ago, I wrote an article asking why media in general and Politico in particular refuse to cover the irregularities in Joe Biden's taxes. Turns out they have a lot of reason to not do so. Approximately 1 billion reasons, in fact. A relatively unheralded program in the $3.5 trillion Democrat spending spree would provide well more than $1 billion in bailout funds to media organizations. You read that right. With our nation's more than $28 trillion in debt, Democrats want to raise taxes and spend more money on their political allies and corporate media. It's not enough to prompt the inevitable chicken and egg question. Did Democrats propose this bailout because corporate media bury scandals like Joe Biden's taxes and Hunter Biden's email? Great question. Great question. The way that you can look someone directly in the eye and say the 2020 election was rigged and we covered the Arizona audit, we've covered on this show and on our social channels exactly how dangerous mail-in voting is. But the way that you can say definitively that it was rigged is because they went into the pages of Time Magazine and bragged about how they suppressed information and how they, and by they I mean a group of tech companies, large multinational corporations, and liberal activists colluded in order to do everything to protect the wheezing, smoking, crippled boat that is sinking in the ocean. Joe Biden, the USS Biden, trying to get that sucker into harbor. That's what they did. They colluded with media to suppress this story. Reporters who reported on Hunter Biden's laptop had to apologize. Jake Sherman being one of them at Politico and outstands. stands that Politico may get a billion-dollar bailout. Let's read. Buried in the back of the 2,000-plus page spending behemoth is a program which Democrats in Congress want the federal government to subsidize. Beginning on page 2,326, section 138517 of the bill, provides a payroll tax credit for compensation of local news journalists. The program would provide a credit of up to $50,000 annually for each local news journalist on staff, subsidizing half of the wages of the first year and 30% for four years thereafter. The bill defines local news journalists as someone who works at least 100 hours each quarter during which time the individual regularly gathers, collects, photographs, records, writes, or reports information or concerns on local events and matters to the public interest. Skipping down in the article here about large media corporations that are eligible. Consider also which publications classify as a local newspaper. Under the bill, examples would qualify if a primary content of such publications is original content derived from primary sources and related to news and current events. Such primary publication serves the needs of a regional or local community. I mean, like, okay, so there's a lot of wiggle room here not least of all because the bill doesn't define a regional or local community as it proposes determining news coverage. The definition means that the newspaper, with the maximum of 750 employees, not exactly a small enterprise by any stretch, could receive $37 million per year from the federal government. These publications would have strong financial incentives to turn every employee, even the people who work on their printing presses, into local news journalists for at least 100 hours every quarter so they can receive a federal bailout of up to $50,000 per year. Wow. This is why these bills are so big. This is why these bills are so lethargic and so massive and so hulking is because they don't want you to pay attention to what's inside of them. They do not want you to see what's inside of them. Nancy Pelosi passed the bill so you can see what's inside. That is exactly how they think. That is precisely how they think. S- push and shove as much lard and largesse and special interests into these bills and then know that the American public only has a limited attention span and then pass the bills as quickly as you can in the dark of night. You have here Nancy Pelosi shoving into these bills, teeny little vaccine mandates, shoving into the very last pages of the bills, bailouts for corporate media, billion dollars for community organizing. It's all a disaster. And Democrats are putting their hands up and saying, I'm done. I'm done. Joe Manchin from West Virginia is saying, no, no in a new statement he released last night, Joe Manchin is saying, this thing is a nightmare. I'm finished. Joe Manchin, I read to you from his statement, while I am hopeful that common ground can be found that would result in another historic investment in our nation, I cannot and will not support trillions in spending or an all or nothing approach that ignores the brutal fiscal reality our nation faces. That is Joe Biden essentially putting a bullet in the back of of the head of this bill. Joe Manchin also says he's not going to vote for a reconciliation bill without a Hyde Amendment. Joe Manchin becoming the hero of the republic here. Joe Manchin said he will not vote for any Democrat reconciliation bill without a Hyde Amendment to protect Americans from having to fund abortions. This used to be a very simple thing that we all agreed on as Democrats Advance massive legislation to exponentially increase government spending. Pro-life groups are very concerned about the prospects of the overturning of the Hyde Amendment and forcing Americans to fund killing of babies and abortions. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and congressional Democrats have been working overtime to scrap the protections that have been in place since the 1970s. By the way, it's so embarrassing. Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden are both Catholics. You people, you are oath breakers. I do not want to be at the pearly gates when y'all get up there. There is going to be some hellfire going on. Look at how hard they are working to ensure the wholesale slaughter of the unborn in our country. A, 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 A absolute tenet of Catholicism, a bedrock foundational tenet of this country and its founding as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is Enshrined and chiseled into our founding. But now look at these two going to work to try and make sure that taxpayers not only fund abortions, but that abortions are legal in every single state at every single moment of pregnancy. That is what Nancy Pelosi just passed in the House a bill that overrides all abortion laws in every state. It's evil. It's evil. You people. You Catholic bishops. You should excommunicate these two. Excommunicado. As National Review reports, Manchin is a no-go for launch on an abortion funding bill saying reconciliation is dead on arrival in the Senate if it doesn't include the Hyde Amendment. Senator, you've been very firm on keeping the Hyde Amendment uh, national appropriation bill. This is a QA and a with uh, uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, certainly, he says, with the new Medicaid program. Yeah, they're not taking the Hyde Amendment off. Hyde's going to be on. In the new Medicaid program, it has to be. It has to be. It's dead on arrival if it's gone. So that's Manchin, once again, taking the bat and the bullet to the Democrats' legislative agenda. We have here from the Daily Mail even more about progressive and moderate infighting in the Democratic Party—it's getting bloody, ladies and gentlemen. This bill is teetering on the on the uh, on the edge of not going to pass. And this bill is teetering on the very. Uh, there are so many factions that are warring right now over this thing that all it takes is one person to walk out, pull the plug, and you're done. All it takes is Cinnamon Mansion to not support reconciliation or infrastructure, and it's done. All it takes is the progressives to not support reconciliation or infrastructure, and it's done. The progressives control Nancy Pelosi. This is why she's on the cover, grinning with them on Rolling Stone. This is why they're giggling on the cover of Rolling Stone together. Nancy Pelosi knows that she is utterly owned wholesale by the squad, because the squad control the vote margin in the House. If the squad decides to vote against something, well, then the bill doesn't pass in the House, because Nancy Pelosi's margins four votes. And so if four people decide to defect, well, the Nancy Pelosi can't pass anything in the House. This is why House takeover is so important for Republicans in 2022 and why you need a generational majority to make sure that things go correctly. The squad is right now holding hostage Nancy Pelosi, the largest hostage situation in American history. This side of the Americans trapped in Afghanistan is what the squad is doing to Nancy Pelosi. And so that's why they had to break out the funding for the Israeli Iron Dome. This is why they had to break out funding for that. And they had to push that funding into a standalone bill and then vote against the squad. And that's exactly what the vote was. It was like 400 to 9. AOC swept on the House floor, thus ending her potential bid to uh, uh, to, combat, uh, to to combat run against Schumer in the Senate. All right. So here we go. Reading from the Daily Mail, uh, it seems like AOC could run against Schumer in the Senate. It seems like the squad could take over the House. It seems like Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema are not budging as moderates, and the Biden agenda utterly in flames. Here we go. Despite a bipartisan moment on the ball field, Biden only needs Democrats to get his $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill across the plate. Human infrastructure bill. It's amazing also how they dropped the term infrastructure as soon as they came out with the language. Because this bill doesn't fix bridges or fill any potholes, the only hole that this bill does is provide a massive new gaping hole in our national debt. So far, that hasn't happened, with moderate Democrat Senators cinnamon and Manchin blocking the bill over concerns about its size and spending and hikes to business taxes. The pair have infuriated colleagues by not publicly stating their counter-proposals. Biden spent hours meeting with cinema at the White House on Wednesday, but appears no closer to a deal after Manchin fired off a scathing statement decrying the broad spending as fiscal insanity, warning that it would not get his votes without adjustments. I cannot and I will not support trillions in new spending for an all or nothing approach, says the West Virginia Democrat. We read you more of his full statement earlier in the show. Manchin said he can't support a $3.5 trillion in spending when he has already spent five 0.4 0.4 trillion since last March. At some point all of us regardless of party must ask the simple question, how much is enough? What I have made clear to the president and democratic leaders is that spending trillions more on new and expanded government programs when we can't even pay for the essential social programs like social security and medicare is the definition of fiscal insanity. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also met with Biden at the White House ahead of the ballgame as Democrats rushed to salvage the president's ambitious domestic agenda. You know, guys, you could just scrap this whole giant, lard-filled nightmare bailout for your liberal buddies. You could just, you know, pass things that Americans care about. You could stop crushing small businesses and businesses with vaccine mandates and extra taxes and the inflation of our currency, you could do that. You'd be at like 60% approval ratings because things were relatively going well when you took over. You had a secure border. You had an economy that was bouncing back. All you really had to do was just sit back and do absolutely zero, zero, sit back and serve ice cream. But no, no, the authoritarians can't help themselves. Pelosi may be forced to postpone Thursday's vote on the one trillion dollar public infrastructure bill that Mansion, Cinema, and other uh, centrists want. The progressives are threatening to default unless the moderate unless the moderate support bri- Biden's broader package, because Biden's broader package is bailouts, the Green New Deal, and uh, full blown Marxism. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki assured the reporters that Cinema at least wanted reconciliation to get passed. Our sense is that she does. Yeah. Okay. Even before Manchin's statement came out, Progressive Senator Bernie Sanders was encouraging progressives in the House to kill the bipartisan infrastructure bill, using that as his leverage to get his $3.5 trillion bill done. House Progressive Caucus Chair Prima Jaipal said Manchin's statement made the outcome even more possible. I just don't see how Pelosi is going to bring it up, and I tell you after that statement, we probably have to get even more people willing to vote no. Jay Paul is in the squad, by the way. Uh, Washington State said of mansion. He needs to get. He needs to either give us an offer, or the whole thing is not going to happen. Well, huh, don't threaten me with a good time. That is that is the that is the correspondence from inside of the Democrats' civil war that is raging right now. And that looks like it is on the surface of tanking the Democratic Party's agenda and crippling the Democratic Party for a generation to come. Generational majorities are what we want in the GOP. It is what you need in order to save this country. And even CNN, the watchers on the wall of the DNC, CNN, is sitting there sounding the alarm saying, hey guys, we're looking at the numbers here and the indicators. Uh, it's not looking good for Democrats. Y'all y'all better... Uh, Y'all better bunker down. It's going to be a long winter. Winter is coming, John Snow. Winter is coming to snow in the Democratic Party. Listen to CNN anchor John King. Uh, express extreme concerns about what is happening right now uh, that he is seeing for voter confidence in the Democratic Party. Slumping poll numbers over the summer because COVID is up, because views of the Afghanistan withdrawal hurt his approval rating. His numbers are down anyway. You mentioned polling. This is a gauge I've used for years uh, to look at public opinion uh, out there. It's not polling. It's the Michigan University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey in April it was 88.3 americans were fairly pretty good about the direction early in the biden administration they thought covid was getting better they thought the economy was getting better you look at this number now 70.3 that's from right. april to august that's a that's a big drop Uh number two uh, that number if it's below if it's below 80 the dem- the incumbent party needs to worry
1: if it gets below 70 it was 68 In 2010, the Democratic first midterm of the Obama presidency, they lost 63 seats. So if you're the Democrats, you're looking at these numbers. This is not just your policy
0: future. This is your political future. Guys, when CNN is running reports like that, the watchmen on the wall, they're blowing the horns. They're sounding the fire alarm. It is a nine alarm fire for the Democratic Party. That's why you're seeing everyone in panic mode. Their agenda is failing. Their ideas are unpopular. What they are doing to our people Our currency, our nation, our border, our children is unpopular and people are pushing back. One of those is Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire. Matt Walsh is a conservative commentator. He actually moved states this week, moved to Virginia in order to combat the insanity happening inside of the Loudoun County School District. I'll give you some background here. Loudoun County is one of the wealthiest counties, if not the wealthiest county in America. It exists right outside of D.C., it is wealthy because of graft and corruption and fraudulence inside of your federal government. The people who live there are terrible. They truly believe in authoritarianism. I was in Loudoun County, Virginia just this winter and went tried to go sledding with my kid. And people accosted me because my one-year-old wasn't wearing a mask. That's right. Everyone was masked. Their children were masked, and they were sledding outside in the winter when it was snowing. People were upset that my little infant wasn't wearing a mask. This is who these people are. These are the kind of people who staff the school board of the Loudoun County School District, unquestioningly one of the most extreme, if not the most extreme school districts in the country. When you see those viral videos of moms and dads trashing a school board. It's often from Loudoun County School Board meetings. You've seen them. They've gone pretty viral. Uh, one of my favorites was a black mother who was talking about critical race theory to the Loudoun County School District, which implemented critical race theory, of course, without any of the parents' consent. They never ask for anyone's opinion on this. The parents, of course, have no say over how their child is educated in these systems. You are bound to shut up and sit down. Well, these parents aren't sitting down. Listen to this. In the
3: words of Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now I have a dream that we will implement love, not hate, or supporting another Jim Crow's agenda. CRT is not an honest dialogue. It is a tactic that was used by Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan on slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors. So we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress. Oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving without deceiving people. Today, we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone for what we asked for today, to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet respectfully.
0: Another notable Loudoun County School Board rant from a parent that was just and righteous was a rant from a father who was just finally fed up. This father went on Tucker Carlson a few times, became relatively famous, went on our Newsmax show. It was great to see him and hear him say this to the faces of the Loudoun County School Board. Yep.
1: You should all be fired from your day jobs because... If your employers knew that you were more inefficient than the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. I literally just finished a conference call because I'm having to multitask to be here to to address you guys. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash... Risk their lives every day, more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out. Or get off the podium. Because you know what? There are people like me and a line of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the...
0: So, this school board are obviously gluttons for punishment. They know that they have the national ire. At this point, you have to just assume that they're doing this out of malevolence. What happened? Well, Matt Walsh found out that the school board was passing the most radical gender identity bill on their students in the country. Listen to this. In August, the school board passed a measure mandating that teachers and staff refer to students by their preferred pronouns and that students are allowed to choose bathrooms, locker rooms, and sports teams based on their gender identity. This means men in women's locker rooms. That's what it means. It means men in the bathroom next to your daughter. Teenagers. Showering together in the locker room of the opposite sex. Is that the world you want for your daughter? Do you think that's going to end well? Have you ever heard of We Spa in Los Angeles? There are predators. There are rapists. There are perverts. There are horrible people in this world, and these rules allow for your daughters to become victims. I have a daughter myself. I would rather quit my job, shut down the podcast, and homeschool her myself than allow these rules to be implemented in her education. That's precisely what Matt Walsh said. Matt Walsh uh, showed up. Declared that he was going to show up and talk to the school board meeting. The school board then changed the rules. Here is what they did. The school board uh, announced that they would only allow residents of Virginia, business owners, students, parents, and school employees to speak at the school board after hearing that Matt Walsh was going to come and speak. So they were running scared. Walsh, who lives in Nashville, announced that he was renting a room from a friend in Virginia. He provided a lease, and now he would qualify for speaking at the meeting. (laughs) Modern problems require modern solutions, people. Walsh alleged that the school board's attempt to make it difficult for speakers to voice their opinions at the meetings was because they they knew their views on gender identity are indefensible, and that's exactly right. My daughter doesn't say a lot of words right now, but if she could identify as something, she'd identify as a bear. Her favorite toy is bear, and bear is how she would identify right now. It is stupid to allow children to choose their pronouns. Children like to play make-believe. For most of my young adult life, I thought I was a Ninja Turtle. Well, uh, the Loudoun County School Board wishes that they had a turtle shell to crawl into after this bashing by Matt Walsh.
2: I would thank you all for allowing me to speak to you tonight, but you tried not to allow it, yet here I am. Now, you only give us 60 seconds, so let me get to the point. You are all child abusers. You prey upon impressionable children and indoctrinate them into your insane ideological cult, a cult which holds many fanatical views, but none so deranged as the idea that boys are girls and girls are boys. By imposing this vile nonsense on students to the point even of forcing young girls to share locker rooms with boys... You deprive these kids of safety and privacy and something more fundamental too, which is truth. If education is not grounded in truth, then it is worthless. Worse, it is poison. You are poison. You are predators. I can see why you try to stop us from speaking. You know that your ideas are indefensible. You silence the opposing side because you have no argument. You can only hide under your beds like pathetic little gutless cowards hoping we shut up and go away, but we won't. I promise you that. Thank you for your time and I'll talk to you again very, very soon.
0: So Virginia is clearly spiraling into a really bad place. I mean, if you have this governing your governing your state, this type of ideology governing your state and governing your people and the way that your children will be raised, you are not going uh, to good places. If Virginia wants to double down on this, obviously Virginia wishes to put back in corrupt. Epstein buddy Terry McAuliffe uh, Terry McAuliffe the fundraiser for the Clintons the former governor of Virginia is running again he wants uh you know he he wants to take as many checks cut from Jeffrey Epstein as possible into his bank account this actually happened the checks that were cashed by the Clinton Foundation were cashed by Terry McAuliffe this guy is a total sleazebag he's a complete scumbag he's a complete radical this man is a menace to society. He has propped up the Clintons and uh, you could argue the Clintons being the most corrupt and wicked of all political dynasties. But Terry McAuliffe isn't done yet destroying the fabric of this nation. Here's what Terry McAuliffe said in a governor's debate just this week about who has the right to raise your children.
2: Veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledgeable about it. Also, take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools bill. and actually you take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So, to yeah, stop the bill that I don't think parents
1: should be telling schools what they should teach. Good.
0: Virginia, you better get wise. Get awake. You are losing your state, you are losing your republic, you are losing your capacity to raise your own children. It is what the communists wants. It's what authoritarians want. Go back and look through Marx and Lenin. It was all about control of children. It was all about control of the schools. That is where authoritarian stems from. If you can reprogram the children and reprogram generations to be subservient to the state, to be obedient to state power, If you can strike God from your society, if you can strike all other powers that may stand in between you and the state, well, then you can have yourself a fully authoritarian slave master style society. And that is precisely what the people who are running our government right now want. Terry McAuliffe is a part of them and good on Matt Walsh for hitting back. Good on Matt Walsh for hitting back. Hitting back is precisely what conservatives and people who care about this country need to do when they see the corruption inside of our institutions and they see the rot inside of our institutions that are making America a less safe place for us to live. That has been laid bare inside of our military institutions, and the leaders in charge of those institutions are getting hit hard on Capitol Hill over it. Yesterday began day two. Of the inquisition of our disgraced General Miley, Joint Chiefs of Staff, our disgraced Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and our incompetent CENTCOM head General McKinsey, they trotted back up to the hill after a bruising day of testimony yesterday when they were asked to resign multiple times when they just worked torched by both sides of the aisle. Democrats and Republicans saying that they have disgraced the offices they hold and disgraced the uniforms they wear. It was bruising. It was something that I have never seen before in a testimony on Capitol Hill. Our military treated with such brutality, but indeed they deserve every bit of it. Brutality is how they treated our men and women who serve, getting 13 of them killed in Afghanistan, and it's how they treated the Innocent people of Afghanistan in the drastic and exhausting and humiliating surrender of American forces there in that nation. The testimony highlights are really something else. I'm going to play you uh, just two clips here from the testimony. Just to give you a little bit of little bit of uh, an example of how brutal this uh, this questionings were. Mike Waltz to the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Who's to blame for the Afghanistan disaster? Let the silence speak for itself go. I appreciate, I appreciate
3: that you think that that was a big success, evacuation. But the
0: blame for the disastrous withdrawal that everyone agrees was a disaster, who's to blame for that? I'll
3: let the silence speak for itself. And then of course you have
0: Matt Gates. Matt Gates always won for a good roast. Matt Gates took the generals to task for failing miserably and having no consequences. In fact, the only person who has been jailed or has been thrown in the brig or has been dressed down for the entire Afghanistan disaster has been Lieutenant Colonel Scheller, who is a, a Marine Lieutenant Colonel who just simply spoke out about the lack of leadership. Matt Gates took him to task over that. Episode.
1: But, you know, when when people in the military like Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller Stand up and demand accountability when they say that you all screwed up, when they point out that General Milley's statement that the Taliban, you know, that, that the government of Afghanistan is not going to get defeated by the Taliban. Well, he ends up in the brig. And you all end up in front of us, and your former employer Raytheon ends up with a lot of money, and we have poured cash and blood and credibility into a Ghani government that was a mirage. It fell immediately. But if we didn't have a president that was so addled, you all would be fired, because that is what you deserve. You have let down the people who wear the uniform in my district and all around this country, and you're far more interested in what your perception is and how people think about you in insider Washington books than you care about winning. This time is incapable All right,
0: ladies and gentlemen, you know we like to put on a positive show here. We like to bring you the news that you can use, the news that you need to know to be smart today. We are so encouraged by what is going on in the country. We certainly do enjoy reporting on it. That is our show for today. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.